Good morning. It's just me here. And you. The uh, co-pilot's chair is empty today, I'm afraid. Matt is uh, traveling in the world. Well, and that's redundant. I don't, I don't think you could be traveling not in the world. You could be traveling on another world. He's not doing that. Uh, but he's, he's somewhere uh, fascinating. Uh, he's gone to Iceland. Pretty amazing. Looking forward to hearing about that. Um, I'm glad to have you here, though. Uh, today we have a special day. While we sit in our uh, what-if spaceship awaiting our delivery of um, slightly delayed uh, lemon-soaked paper napkins, I want to follow up on uh, last week's show about UFOs and move into another territory, alien abduction. As I expected, we got a lot of feedback <laughs> from last week's show. Um, UFOs stir the pot. And the Twitter, uh, which I like. Um, UFOs, it's uh, certainly a topic I've been passionate about uh, on both sides, positive feelings and negative feelings. Um, very positive feelings towards the aliens. Hey, I got nothing against you. If you're coming to get me, I am saying nothing but positive things about you. Um, welcome to What the If. This is uh, the show where, uh, if you haven't heard it before, uh, welcome. We, um, what we do here is, uh, it's like a what if show of which there are some others, uh, also fine programs, um, where we take a, we, right. We ask what if and something strange and we follow it forward, some idea here. The goal is to learn science. Um, again, not unique, but I am unique. Matt is also unique together. We are some square root or cubed uniqueness throw you in the mix and it's it's just off the charts um we put a the in what the if we put the the there because we have very strong feelings about it i mean this is not just what the if uh, excuse me it's not just what if uh smoking a pipe sitting in the uh, lounge by the fireplace Nice as I could be. And saying, what if? Hey, Johnny, what if? Matthew. And uh, uh, what, what would you say? if? Uh, what if there were no gravity? Uh, instead, we say, what the if? There's no gravity. I have very strong feelings about this. Or I have very strong feelings about this. I don't need to mean to be negative. Especially at this holiday time. I hope you're having a great holiday. This week, because it's just me here, um, I'm going to follow up on um, <laughs> a tweet we got from someone who I can't tell if they're joking. This is the funny thing about Twitter. Are you joking? I don't know. But they said they were abducted by aliens. Okay. And uh, let me see exactly what did he say. This is uh, Jay, if you're out there. Uh, shout out to Jay. I appreciate your... Um, you know, having a conversation with me on Twitter um, at What the If Show. That's our uh, Twitter account. Check it out. 
And uh, I posted a poll, What the If Show, on Twitter, <laughs> posted a poll um, that said, do you believe in aliens? Uh, sorry, do, do, do you believe aliens are abducting people into their UFOs? And there were several funny options and serious options for you to choose. Um, Jay uh, tweeted me and said, um, I have been taken on, I'm quoting Jay now, I have been taken on alien ships to very distant planets with some like our own and others and have seen the most beautiful things in the universe countless times. Our time is about to come, I was told. Whoa. Jay, you freaked me out. Um, at this point, I, I, I have to say I'm glad I'm a skeptic, so I'm not totally freaked out uh, like I would be when I was a kid if I got a tweet like that or saw something like that on TV, like on my favorite show, In Search Of. Um, I, here's what he says. I have known aliens since I was a child, and I am afraid of them. They are all puzzled as to why some humans are afraid of them. Afraid of them. So the aliens are puzzled as to why some humans are afraid of them. And the unknown. Why are humans afraid of the unknown, the aliens wonder. And I also wonder... <laughs> Jay, I'm sorry to mangle your words. Jay says, I also wonder why. Jay wonders, why are we afraid of humans and why are we afraid of the unknown? Jay says, a lot of us have alien DNA in us. Whoa! <laughs> and this is why we're hardly aging with our bodies slightly different. I'm not sure what that means, hardly aging. I think we're all aging. Mm, not sure. But, but a lot of us have alien DNA in us. That's a pretty clear statement. I hear you. I hear you, Jay. I said... Um, do you have pictures? I mean, he's, Jay says, I have been taken on alien spaceships to very distant planets, some like our own, and others not. And I have seen the most beautiful things in the universe countless times. Take a picture, Jay. Jay, please. Give us a picture. The most beautiful things in the universe. You've seen them. You're keeping it to yourself. I said, have you taken any pictures? Jay said, no, quote, no, they always beam me up at night. Beam me up. There's a Star Trek thing there. Um, I don't know if they're using a Star, a Star Trek-type transporter with the guy pulling the, the knobs down like it's an audio mixer, and, but if he struggles with it, it's like really hard to pull. The, like if you pull the knobs the wrong way on Star Trek, somehow that might mean part of your... Body is lost. Pretty scared. That guy, had, they, whoever that is, should get a very high salary. I would give him a serious bonus every time I returned. Um, a big tip. I'd be a big tipper on the transporter on the Enterprise. Um, let's get back to Jay. Jay says, no, they beam me. Uh, oh, I said, do you have any pictures? Jay says, no, they, they always beam me up at night. When I least expect it. When you least expect it. Expect. I think that was on uh, Happy Days. A fine program. Where the Malachi brothers. The Malachi brothers. With the Malachi Crunch. They were. Uh, <laughs> what do you call that? 
demolition derby team that went up against the Fonz or something. I'm, I'm really mangling this history of uh, Happy Days as well. But uh, one time on Happy Days, I'm pretty sure there was somebody who said, when you least expect it, expect it. And this is what the aliens said to Jay. So Jay got a Star Trek reference um, and a Happy Days reference. Interesting. Jay says, no. Again, I said, did you take any pictures? Jay says, no, they always beam me up at night when I least expect it. And at the speed which they travel is unbelievable. Little typo there. He says, the speed they travel at, at, the speed they travel at is unbelievable. A picture of the odometer would be fantastic. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, my problem with this uh, is, is, I'm sure, like yours. I think if you're listening to this show, maybe you have the same take as I do, maybe not. Um, do you believe? I am genuinely curious. Do you believe in... in what's, what's your take? I mean, do you believe is a broad question that seems to imply a simple answer, of which there is none. You know, what's your take on aliens and abduction? Alien abduction? Aliens at all? UFOs? Um, I think everyone is in agreement scientists, all the way down to um, fabulists, magical thinkers, that uh, aliens are out there. This is an interesting thing, I, th- I think if you probably know, but uh, the mathematics imply that the number of stars and the number of planets we are now finding around stars implies an unbelievable number of places where life could arise, and, and, and in the nearly 14 billion years of the universe, uh, probably has. Uh, anyway, very exciting concept. Practically, we end up <laughs> talking about it each week. I think about it all the time. I don't know. Do you think about it as much as me? If you've listened this far, I think you probably could. You, you probably do. So here's the thing. I wish this were true. <laughs> I so wish this were true. How, I mean, not only uh, is it cool to know there are aliens out there. Look, that would be, honestly, I, I would be excited. I would start to be excited by the notion that we found fossil evidence that there had been life three billion years ago or anything on Mars, microbial, whatever, would be amazing. The amazing discovery would tell us a lot. Certainly, intelligent beings out there would be awesome. SETI, I donate to SETI. You, you, you may as well. If you don't, hey, why not? Give them a little tip. Search for ex- extraterrestrial intelligence. Seth Jostek, Jill Charter. Um, Mountain Mountain View, check them out. SETI.org. Uh, right? But here, imagine the convenience of not only knowing, seeing evidence or hearing evidence in the case of SETI, perhaps radio evidence um, or visual SETI. We, there's another program looking for uh, visual evidence, perhaps flashing lights, something like that, where they're communicating with each other. Lasers for communication, who knows? Cool stuff. But the convenience of saying, hey, they're here. I can see them in their UFOs. Okay, that's one thing. Even if we could greet them, you know, maybe like Close Encounters, 
<laughs> the beginning of uh, the, most of Close Encounters where we only see them, hear them, and so forth. But they come down, and unlike Close Encounters, we don't need to build a gigantic secret government base uh, at Devil's Tower in Wyoming, which, by the way, if you ever get a chance to go to Devil's Tower, awesome. Even if, even if it were not in Close Encounters, it would be amazing. It's, it's surrounded in the trees around it. I think it's on a, um, it might be on a Native American reservation or there are Native Americans still in residence around there. And um, the trees are full of uh, artifacts, uh, religious objects, new, not ancient. There may be ancient too, that'd be kind of cool. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the Native Americans go and they pray to this thing. Um, uh, you know, have great reverence for this, uh, basically, uh, frozen solid core of a ancient volcano. Amazing. Anyway, super cool. Go there. I went there and I, um, on my cell phone, uh, played, my ringtone was, as is my want, the theme from Close Encounters. You know it. Hear it in your head. Won't sing it. Five notes. I played that on my cell phone. Nerd. So, the convenience of imagine having aliens come and get you. Hey, we'll pick you up. We'll pick you up. Look, we'll come to your place. You don't even don't even have to be awake. Look, don't worry about it. Take a nap. Go to sleep. We'll get you, and don't worry. We won't embarrass you. Uh. Your neighbors won't know. If you want to tell them afterwards, that's your business. Um, we're kind of uh, secretive. I mean, we we want to bring you aboard, uh, Jay, and others like you uh, who have been so privileged. We want to bring you aboard, show you the whole thing. We might touch you. That's a whole other thing. We'll get there in a second. So it's up to you whether you enjoy the touching part. Very controversial. Um, but hey, look, we'll come pick you up. I mean, you don't even... Imagine if you could get on... A, like, I'm going to fly JetBlue to Seattle. To do that, I got to... Right? You got to pack for one thing as you're going. Um, you got to take the subway or the bus or a taxi to the airport, which is generally an awful place. Although John F. Kennedy, Terminal 5, JetBlue, highly recommend it. Excellent sushi. If you've ever seen the movie Terminal by Steven Spielberg, one of his lighter, lesser movies, perhaps, with Tom Hanks. But a delight. A delightful little panache. Anyway, it takes place in a terminal, which, which looks very much like it was modeled on Terminal 5. It's, it's like one of those modern, pleasant ones. But still not as convenient as if the JetBlue plane, it didn't even have to, it didn't like pull up in my driveway and I had to, you know, uh, put on my coat and my hat and, and uh, pop the wheelie, my wheelie bag, the handle up and go through the door and across, you know, out to the curb. 
I mean, the JetBlue plane would fly over my house or apartment building, as we have in big old New York City. The JetBlue plane would fly over the building, hover invisibly, because, you know, (laughs) if this spaceship is coming to pick up Jay and his friends who all somehow got the golden ticket to be picked up by aliens. If the ship hovers over his house and beams him up, probably with a spotlight, uh, that's how I always imagine it. That's how we see it in the movie Close Encounters and other UFO movies. Um, Especially, you know, Spielberg uh, loves the lighting effects, the fog, fog the room, fog the forest. We see those awesome light beams. J.J. Abrams following up on that now. But the neighbors don't see. This has continued to blow my mind. So let's just say they're in another dimension. Uh, That seems like a pretty good excuse. And maybe they are. Who knows? So um, we don't have any evidence for it. I'm just posing the question. Um, As Neil Tyson, (laughs) one of my favorite uh, phrases from Neil deGrasse Tyson is, You should be open-minded, but not so open-minded that your brain falls out. He's got a way with words. Um, The JetBlue plane comes to pick me up. I'm going to fly to Seattle. I got a flight. It's a night flight because they don't generally come in the daytime. This is what we've seen. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it helps with the secrecy. Although, <laughs> there are people who get picked up in, in, in um, there are abductees, uh, so-called ab- uh, self-described ab- alien abductees who live in New York City and other cities. And so somehow these, these ships are able to come at night. I mean, that it's not very dark here. And if there were a hovering craft of any kind, even a helicopter, um, everybody knows, right? And what's going on down there? Uh, Jay's place. Check it out. Um so the JetBlue plane bound for Seattle comes over my house, hovers, beams me up with some unknown technology. Also awesome. Jay, take a picture. I mean, I don't want this technology to get into the wrong hands. Some people believe it already has. These are a little bit... Uh, Interesting people, eccentric people, but, uh, um, you know, beam me up technology, useful. Um, so they beam me up into JetBlue. I suppose my seat is there. Maybe I get, I'm, I'm going to assume I get beamed up right into my seat. And uh, do I have to put the seatbelt on um, or am I beamed up into it with the seat? I'm, I'm going to, if they have this advanced technology, JetBlue is beaming me up into my seat with the seatbelt on, the table down, and a martini. Waiting. Um, and an iPad. And a good pair of Bose noise-canceling headphones. And away we go. Now, do we pick up other people along the way? I mean, that's... Right? I mean, this flight is carrying 200-ish, 250 people um, on a... One of the, I mean, an inter- international flight would be even more, 500 people. Um, 747's got to hover over. <laughs> so, so this is a problem. This is one reason why we all 
go and gather. Maybe we humans are not as dumb as we think. Everybody goes and gathers at the same place at the airport. They get in line. They push and shove. Um, they step over children to get into the plane first so they can get to their seat, which is the same seat they would have anyway, right? You know the deal. So they can get their bag up on the thing. Oh, when I get abducted, do I need to bring luggage? It seems like we don't. They provide everything. And also, it sounds like it's an it's overnight flight. Or they can stop time. Another thing. Pretty cool. I don't know if you could take a picture of that. I'm guessing it would just look like a picture. Video. Yeah, I'm not sure. When, when you stop time, you don't see it. So anyway, um, Contact is an interesting. The movie Contact is it, and, and the book, uh, I assume. But the movie has a great take on that. No spoilers. So, uh, Jay, when you get picked up, did they go to other houses and pick people up too? Or were you all still asleep? They might have done that. That's like super convenient. You don't have to be annoyed by like stopping at 200 houses or 100 houses, whatever it is. Fly, hover, even at the great speed they're talking about. Beam, stopping and beaming me up. If, if these people are all doing it safely and they're not bumping into the ceiling or whatever it is, um, somehow they're getting beamed up, you know, out of their bed so the, the covers aren't coming with them. Uh, <laughs> right? It's a perfect beam up, as, as they do on Star Trek, which is a television show made up, but uh, great one, right? And, and they go and they're picking up 200 people. Boom. And yeah, they fly at incredible speed. Anyway, you're all asleep. So maybe that's why you think it's incredible speed. Ah, that's the sleeping part. Aren't you groggy afterwards? I'm curious. Now, let me pause here and say that uh, I have actually uh, met people who believe genuinely uh, that they were abducted by aliens. I got to uh, work on a documentary, uh, which I do. Uh, I got to edit a documentary. Um, some years ago, I think it was 2005-ish, um, 12 years ago or so, called Seeing is Believing. I'm, I think I mentioned it uh, last week and, and maybe in some other, other episodes. It was at uh, ABC News. Um, I worked at ABC News for a long time, on and off. Uh, didn't get to do, or uh, frankly want to do, <laughs> I didn't do the nightly news. Um, sometimes I would do short stories for the news magazines, but often I would work on long documentaries. And um, Peter Jennings, who was the uh, anchor and executive editor, whatever it was, uh, the head of the news department, as part of his contract, as, as I guess a number of them, uh, a number of the leading news people do, he, he got his own company, uh, kind of like a separate company, um, I'm, I suppose, you know, part of ABC, but basically his own division, um, now called Peter, now called the Documentary Group, um, after he passed away. Uh, sadly, actually, the thing I was, this program about UFOs I worked on was one of the very last um, that he did. He actually got sick um, while we were making the show. Sadly, passed away of lung cancer shortly after. Um, but, uh, w- 
I worked on it editing wise, I think for about six months and the people who made the show, you know, uh, the producers and, and so forth, um, archival people and all that, uh, probably, it was probably a year or two years, maybe longer, um, intensive amount of research, hundreds of interviews, extraordinary amount of, uh, tape recorded as we did then, uh, interviews and they did incredible interviews with all kinds of people, scientists, uh, people who had seen UFOs, who reported their stories, and we kind of used animation to um, illustrate them. Amazing animation, by the way. Look for this show. It's called uh, Seeing is Believing. Maybe Seeing is Believing, colon, UFOs. <laughs> uh, with Peter Jennings, ABC. Um, I'm quite sure it's still online. It was uh, actually shown on ABC and uh, National Geographic. One of the first shows, by the way, broadcast in high definition. So, uh, and widescreen. So, um, here's the thing. I love UFOs. Oh, my God. I love it. I mean, I, I'm sitting here criticizing it, and yet, and yet I'm like, so cool. There we go. Um, and uh, grew up. Very skeptical. I mean, I, I grew up with Carl Sagan, again, perhaps like a lot of you. Uh, I think if you're a listener to this show, it's like we're taking fantastic fun ideas, but we're acknowledging that they are made up. But we get to have fun and say, hey, what if that was true? Let's try to try to merge that with real science. Here's, here's the way the world would really work. When we say, what the if we only change one thing about reality as far as we see it from a scientific skeptical rational person point of view we get to change one thing we get to have fun we do that and by doing that we actually learn a lot of science mm, or in this case maybe you're going to learn a lot of uh comedy <laughs> i don't know um, uh, and a little bit here's a little bit about how science documentaries are made a little behind the scenes. Uh, I also got to make a, do a documentary about Einstein, which is an unbelievable opportunity. I love both of these projects because I love science. I do other kind of documentaries too, but, but these are really special to me. So I, w I got hired. I couldn't believe my luck. I got hired on a documentary about, well, originally the program was not called Seeing is Believing, which is actually a good title. I think that, that's the thing. If you see it, you believe it. Um, nonetheless, the, the original, the working title was Life in the Universe or Searching for Life in the Universe, something like that. It was going to be have a slightly more sober tone, um, which ended up being more about UFOs. Um, nonetheless, sharp, precise focus, scientific analysis, breakdown, debunking, rationalizing, uh, finding the truth, the truth, truth, not the Stephen Greer disclosure truth, um, which I don't believe. I'm, I'm just saying that I don't see the evidence, but uh, including, by the way, the Roswell story, which um, if you don't know, I think I've noticed, I've mentioned this story to a lot of people, this documentary to a lot of people, and I'm not sure everyone has seen it or knows the, the full breakdown of the Roswell story. It is amazing. It was a secret government project. 
Um, but it was sort of like a giant weather balloon slash kite thing with all kinds of reflectors hanging on a long tail of the weather balloon that was meant to to spy on uh, Russian, to see what the Russians were doing, whether they were, I don't know, uh, doing whatever atmospheric research or weaponry. And um, it blew up and it crashed and it was really just sticks and uh, aluminum foil and uh, or tin foil maybe in those days and tape that had some funny symbols on it and stuff like that. Um, Anyway, it's an amazing story. Look it up. So there was a chapter on, um, there are about 10 chapters. Or acts, as we call them, like act one, act two, act three. I think act 10 was abduction. And for this segment, um, a number of people, including uh, my old buddy, uh, Justin Weinstein, um, and some of the other producers there, interviewed. First, they found, through great research, and, and, and then polite coaxing, I, I think, got people to, you know, go on camera. Um, some of them with their faces hidden, and others not. You watch this documentary, there's some people there that are like, yeah, I saw you. Uh, I was abducted. Here I am. They went on camera and they were interviewed uh, in sensitive fashion to get their stories, um, followed up by uh, interviews with uh, scientists, uh, researchers at um, Harvard, who did a well-known uh, in-depth study about the phenomenon. Uh, and uh, describe what it was, um, what they think it was, which seems pretty clear. It's, it's uh, sleep apnea. I don't know. It's happened to me. If it ever happened to you, you wake up, but you're not awake yet. You're like still in the dreaming state or something like that. Your body is immobilized so that you don't act out your dreams. It's too bad because if you acted out your dreams, your dreams would come true. Maybe <laughs> if you had your eyes open. Anyway, uh, you can't move, and, and this is a well-known thing. It, it can happen while you're under stress. Some people are more prone to it. It could happen all the time. It can happen to children. Children especially don't obviously understand it and find it terrifying, and you have a sensation of other uh, a being or other beings being, uh, being around you, around the bed, looking at you. In the past, there were mythical creatures like the homunculus, um, and we have some great illustrations of that in the, in the documentary. Um, and today they sort of become aliens have stood in for the place of this imaginary mythical dream experience that people have. But that many, or some people who have this experience, they don't, they don't see, they, they don't accept that um, explanation. Sleep apnea, uh, which is also the one. Any of the term right. I actually think they call it sleep apnea, but uh, there's also that thing where you wake up and just stop breathing. Um, anyway, they, they don't accept any of this literally down-to-earth explanation. So down-to-earth that it's in your bed. Um, but uh, they think aliens, that's it. Aliens are real, and the experience was so real to them. And in addition, they don't... I'm just going to say they don't have the critical facilities to um, 
or the desire, I think, to want to, quote, explain the situation in some other fashion, right? Again, how effing cool, what the F, the if, I would like to uh, have this be real. Uh, The scary bit, yeah, hey, no pain, no gain, you know? So, um, in the documentary, they also show that they're not, um, at least people who describe themselves as alien abductees aren't, and Peter actually says this at the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the, the chapter, Peter Jennings says this, because I think maybe he doesn't want you to just write this off right from the bat, you know, give him an open shot, have an open mind, but not so open that your mind falls out, your brain falls out. Um, they're not mentally ill. Um, they're perfect. As this one woman says, they are perfectly normal people. They're just like you and me, but they have seen something incredible. Now they're not like me in the sense that, and I haven't had that experience. Well, I have, like I said, I've had, I've had that experience of waking up and, um, anyway, I've not had a vivid alien abduction experience. God darn it. Give it. Where do I, if if JetBlue starts offering that, I'm there. Um, You know, I would trade in miles. I would trade in my miles for, uh, to be abducted by an alien. The probing, as as I said, we'll get to that maybe in a little bit. Uh, The medical stuff that they do to you, no thanks. But if it's necessary, it's necessary. I'm going to pull back the curtain now a little bit. Not the, well, you could see it this way, but I, I didn't mean the, the curtain between first class and coach on the plane. I mean the curtain of uh, documentary and news, uh, well, let's say, let's say documentary, uh, long form uh, documentary editing, a UFO slash alien abduction program. I grew up on these shows. I love them. As I said, I can go all the way back to being so scared and yet drawn to endlessly the stories of, um, I believe it's Bernie and I'm not getting these names, Benny and the Hills, Benny and Betty, Bernie and Betty Hill. Um, I believe the case was from the 60s, late 60s. And uh, they were driving in a car. It was one of the early um, stories of these alien abductions. And uh, they had gotten hypnotized and under hypnosis had revealed all these memories about being taken on a spaceship, communicated with, interviewed, probed, etc., and returned to Earth. Um, But their minds somewhat wiped, but not so wiped that they couldn't remember in hypnosis. Which I would think if the, the aliens really didn't want us to know about it, they, they could wipe it out at that level too. But they didn't, for whatever reason, uh-huh. if you believe that. So, um, just the image, right? The image of a car, just, you know, car <laughs> from the 60s, in the road, stopped in the road, in the middle of the woods, a long, empty country road at night. The mist blowing through the beams of the headlights of the car and two people 
frozen in awe, awe and terror and wonder, staring at a craft that is parked in the road or hovering above the road or in the woods nearby. What a great image, right? Please. Uh, I've driven across the country a lot, and I've driven on a lot of country roads, and I've been in the desert a lot, and um, geez, come on, aliens. I mean, I'm here. I'm waiting, and I know you guys, and I know a lot of people are, maybe that's also part of it. I don't know. I mean, if it's like, if they're like, yeah, you, you're too eager. We're, we're not interested in that. You're going to mess up our data. We don't want eager people. I don't know. Eager beavers? No. No, thank you. Say the aliens. Um, I don't know. It's weird. So, uh, I got to hired by this documentary. I was so excited. And I thought, finally, I'm going to get to know the truth. I am going to get to see the raw footage. I'm going to see and possibly even meet some of the people telling these stories. And um, when you watch the documentaries, here's one feature. Now, as I've got older, I've become less seduced by this kind of thing, but, but, um, and certainly after I worked on this documentary, but um, you know the pattern, you know the formula. Here's the mystery. So uh, the program gets to spend some time, maybe most of the time, maybe the first half or even three quarters of the program um, just painting and having fun creating a basically science fiction um, horror uh, adventure uh, illustrating the stories that the people tell because it is exciting, it is compelling, it is amazing. It's great television. I can watch it all day and night. So, cool. And then they bring in the scientists. They'll have one act... Uh, like I say, or chapter, as you might call it, um, with some scientists explaining it. And then the show will end with some not direct rebuttal by the um, UFO supporters. Uh, the guy with the crazy hair, <laughs> I think on Ancient Aliens, who that is my favorite meme on the entire internet, the aliens guy. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, <laughs> look it up. He's very excited, which I appreciate. I love the passion. Um, so, so here's here's the sandwich. Uh, let's call it three quarters. Um, um, living up the story, playing out the what the if, having fun with it, getting into it. Um, uh, a little bit less than a quarter uh, of. A science um, rebutting the uh, all these stuff you just saw and giving you rational um, explanations for it. You know, if you're a true science believer and a real lover of how nature really works and things like that and how psychology really works, you would find that exciting. Most people, I hate to say it, I can't get around the fact that it's depressing. It's like deflating, you know? Um this amazing story is not being replaced with something equally amazing. Neil deGrasse Tyson might think it's equally amazing. I'm with you, brother. I want to be there. Um, I want to be as excited 
by the explanation of sleep apnea uh, or that it was a plane or a helicopter or the moon coming through the clouds. Um, anyway, that's that. And then they wrap it up with a garnish, kind of like the rind of cheese. It's, it's not a sandwich. This is a, a big slice of cheese. We come to the rind again, which is the pro-UFO, let's call it, uh, um, people saying, no, but this was so amazing, and if it's so important, if this is true, people should be looking into it. Meanwhile, you just had a little chapter of people who've looked into it, who gave explanations, um, and then you said, nobody's looking at people really should look into this. Okay, fine. And the show ends on a hint of, we don't know. We don't know. Is it real? Is it not? As if with so many unfortunate depictions of science or scientific debates on television, it, it presents the, the quote, two sides as equally legitimate. Hey, and yet, damn thing is so compelling. I can, you know, I love it. Um, I can't get excited by, you see, interestingly, the anti-global uh, warming, uh, the, the, the climate change deniers, uh, it's interesting. They are, here, here the tables are turned because they're the ones now kind of pooping on the <laughs> big idea. You know, here, here uh, and I'm going to include myself in this camp, all those of us who believe climate change is human-caused and or, you know, seriously affected by human um, industrial development uh, and pollution and all that stuff. Um, we're, we're affecting the atmosphere. That um, we're changing the planet. We are destroying the planet. We are telling the comic book adventure story. We're destroying the planet. We have to save the planet. And then you get the people. Now, I don't know if UFO, I can't say UFO believers and alien abduction believers are the same people who are climate deniers. I'm not sure. Uh, different. Nonetheless. They're the ones, it's, it's interesting to see the anti-rationalists being the, the and, and I gotta say, anti-intellectuals uh, and anti-science people um, or willfully ignorant people uh, just sort of saying, no, 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 there's a rational explanation for it. This is nature. Hey. Um, so, uh, Getting back to this, the editing. Here's the horrible truth. Get ready, I'm sorry. I go on to this show and I'm like, man, I'm going to get to work on this for about six months or more. Eight months or something. I'm going to get to watch all the footage. I'm going to see all the previous documentaries ever made on UFOs. I'm going to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours with hundreds of people science, on the full spectrum of belief. Um, and again, with science is not about belief, it's about evidence. Well, it's called the spectrum. The spectrum from, from believers without evidence to believers because of evidence. Um, I'm going I'm to hear the whole thing. I'm going to get it all laid out in front of me. We even, by the way, we even got to uh, our archival people, uh, researchers came back from Washington once uh, 
and visiting, I believe, the National Archives where they brought back copies, like seriously high resolution, basically identical looking copies of the actual original papers from Project Blue Book, the secret research project that the U.S. Air Force ran for a long time. Uh, and there's hilarious stories about that and kind of spooky stories about that uh, in the documentary as well. And, you know, here, here are the pilots' handwritten uh, reports and drawings of what they saw. So anyway, I'm, before I get hired, I'm like, uh, before I start working, I'm like, this is amazing. I mean, I'm going to find out because I know before I go into this show, all about growing up on all these documentaries, and I am definitely skeptical. I studied science. I interned at NASA for a little while. Um, I love astronomy. I love Carl Sagan and Cosmos and the Science Museum and all that. Um, and I also love science fiction, but I can separate them. Uh, but I figured there's there's a mystery there, right? I mean, there is a mystery that there's too much evidence. There is too much unexplained. Uh, you know, that there is a real, uh, there's not a possibility, I don't believe there's a possibility that there's uh, alien creatures flying around in tin cans in the sky, beaming up people from their beds. But before I start working on the show, but I'm going to go, you know, I think there's something really mysterious going on. And I want to find out how deep that goes because every program I watch is skeptical as, as a, as critical a media watcher as I, I am. Um, and I'm, I'm in my thirties when I'm working on this show. Um, or yeah. And, uh, late thirties. So I'm so excited. I go in the first day and I'm like, Haha, I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm so excited. I'm actually at, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this experience. I hope you do. Of sometimes getting to work on a job where the, what you're doing at the job is like what you would be doing outside of the job. <laughs> if you could do anything you wanted, like watching UFO documentaries or uh, learning about you know, real astronomy and uh, listening to, to scientists and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, I got to do this. So first day I sit down, I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm going to start, I'm going to start watching and I'm going to kind of keep in my mind, I'm going to start building a file in my mind, maybe even on the computer of all the mysterious stuff. And then the end, I'm going to know, at least I, I, I figure I will make, be able to make some opinion of my own. I'll just see where do I feel the story lands. Is the truth out there? What is it? The, well, first of all, the truth is out there, by the way. When people say the truth is out there, it is. Choose your truth. No, don't choose your truth. Ask for the evidence. So, um, I, I kid you not, I put the first tape in, and it's um, interviews with these alien abduct abductees. And um, I start playing it. I'm ready. I'm going to figure out, look, I'm not going to make a decision. I, I figure six months is going to go by. I'm not even, by the end, I won't, I still won't be able to know because it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Um, there's so much mysterious evidence. The, the, the stories are so compelling. The stories are so consistent, right? You, 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 you can watch the documentaries and you can see interview after interview after interview. And these are people who don't know each other. They're in the, they saw things in different time in different decades sometimes in different parts of the world and they tell very consistent things now some of that you might say and i think you'd be correct and saying well 
you know, the media and television and movies and books kind of use these stereotypical images. And this is what the people are reporting. It's like a feedback loop. Nonetheless, people are reporting these stories, right? And as we say, they're not crazy people. I mean, they're, they are what they are, but they're not like speaking in tongues, <laughs> although sometimes. So I'm ready. Six months. Here we go. Tape one. Play. 15 minutes in, my world falls apart. This is all bogus. This is such crap. Excuse me. This is such smiling poop emoji. The people, when you watch the interviews, if you're fortunate enough to get to see all the dailies, as we call it, the raw footage, the unedited documentary, you can hear the question, you can hear the people answering, and the people answer at great length. And, uh, and you get to know the people a little bit. Now, in 15 minutes, no, I'm not getting to know the people that much, but I'm starting, I, 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 I was shocked that 15 minutes in, I'm seeing what's basically the stuff that doesn't get into the documentaries, in a way. And the stories are inconsistent. The people are a little bit, uh, you can tell they're a little bit, uh, logic isn't their favorite thing. <laughs> logic isn't a ruling force in their life. As we like, as I like to think it is. And, and, and uh, that's the whole thing about what rationalism is. Um, you know, they'll say something that then the questioner will ask something. And now these are top notch ABC news. Uh, reporters and producers and just smart people, PhDs and even, and all that. Um, so they're not asking leading questions. They're not, you know, they're not playing with the people. They're not squeezing them for, to tell something salacious. And maybe that does happen in other documentaries. It was definitely not happening here, which is again, it's why I was so happy to be working on this project with like real serious journalists. And, uh, they, they, you know, answering this, the questions that people would change their, change the details, sometimes in big ways. I can't go into detail, you know, it would take me a long time. But uh, um, suffice to say that 15 minutes later, I was like, the credibility of a lot of the people who were um, telling the tales, who were basically the only evidence we had, eyewitness accounts... No eyewitness accounts, even from, you know, uh, legitimate, I don't know, more professional observers, like military, um, pilots, policemen, stuff like that. Uh, people trained to observe and remember and note details. And some of these who actually do note them down, literally, uh, or, you know, record them or report them. Anyway, um, so just looking at ordinary people right now, lay people telling these stories, and, and they're clearly just, like, making it up as they go along. Now, now they definitely—I don't mean making it up, like, uh, totally inventing it out of whole cloth right there in the interview. They've told these interviews many times. Most of them have gotten their stories together through, quote, hypnosis. On another show, I could go into that more in more detail. If you want, let me know. Feedback at what the— if. Dot com. Tell me what you think. What do you want to hear more of? 
What do you believe? So I'd love, I'd love to know. Please tell me. What are you thinking right now? Make a mental note. What am I thinking right now? Tweet it. What the if show on Twitter or email feedback at what the if.com. So I did continue for six months more and I kept hoping. I mean, I kid you not, every day <laughs> uh, I went to work hoping, or every time I put a new tape in or, you know, hit play on the new stuff that had been digitized into the hard drive um, to watch a new interview and, and so forth. Um, I really was like, give me them. <laughs> Give me something. I'm just like, whoa. Um, now, the thing that got this all going last week, uh, the Spurred Matt and I to, to discuss this topic, UFOs, was that this awesome belief, uh, not belief, awesome revelation that uh, Department of Defense uh, has been investigating again. UFOs, which I think is fantastic. I don't think that's a waste of money. I say more money. We got a lot of money. Give it to them. Don't take it from children. Don't take it food out of people's mouth. But, you know, maybe take it out of some other things which are less valuable to humanity. And, um, you know, let's find out. Let's keep looking. Research is good. Um, and there was this amazing footage of it from a Navy um, fighter plane of this thing that looks like a UFO. Go online. If you haven't seen it, go online, look at, you know, look up New York Times or Government Project. It's not hard to find. Um, and look at the video. Again, it's grainy, of course. Uh, th there was a funny meme I saw on the internet that said, uh, it is a picture of a UFO and it says, and then there's, you know, giant text written on the image and it says, oh, UFO, let me go get my worst camera. Even the, even the Navy is doing, the Navy pilots are doing that. So, uh, you know, don't fire up that high-res uh, thing, or maybe they can't show it because they don't want people to know that they actually have much higher resolution reconnaissance video, but of us and our enemies. So, it finally got to, um, I got to work on the chapter about military pilot sightings, the most compelling stories of all. And I'd like to talk about this more next time. And next time I bring up, I get to address this, this issue. Uh, and again, tell me if you want to hear more and exactly what, what specific things interest you the most. But um, there were, I mean, I was taken in in these interviews. I didn't just say, oh, okay, this is bogus. But eventually I did. Uh, eventually I saw, again, the inconsistencies, the power of suggestion I talked about, the, uh, I mentioned last week, the Rendlesham Forest incident, which is, an, I believe, an American missile base, American Air Force, some kind of American base in the United Kingdom. And uh, they saw something in the woods one night, some mysterious lights, and they went out, and there's an audio tape. This is an amazing, you know, go online, find it, listen to the audio tape of the Rendlesham Forest incident. Uh, and there's, there's a number of documentaries, too. Uh, Brian Gumbel, some time ago, had made a in-depth documentary, which is actually pretty good, I think, um, about this incident and some others. Anyway, you can hear them getting more and more worked up about what they're seeing, and it evolves into they're seeing something totally inexplicable, something that's defying physics, and so forth. 
Um, now, eventually, it's it's been explained, and I'm going to talk about next time. I'll talk about that. I don't want to give it away. See, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you the UFO documentary sandwich. Mm, delicious. The rind. The rind. UFO cheese wheel. <laughs> so delicious. And um, uh, semi-hard cheese. Like the evidence. And <laughs> um, semi-hard science fiction. Soft science. And <laughs> delicious. So, uh, next week I'll talk about that. The breakdown of the military reports. Uh, this, that was a journey I went on. Um, let me get back to the abductee. I'm just going to wrap up my journey. And I'm going to talk to Jay and other alien abductees, so-called self-identified alien abductees out there. Go to sleep. I remember I had asked Jay, did you take any pictures? No, you know, I couldn't. They take me, it took us so fast. And, and I, I can't remember if you replied. Maybe I didn't say this outright. I'm saying it now. People, maybe we should all do this. Go to sleep with your phone in your pocket. Your, your smartphone that has a camera in it and a 4K video recorder and great microphones. Put it in your pocket. And dare the aliens to take it out of your pocket and demand that you take no pictures. You know? Uh, if they don't take it away from you, defy the little sign at the entrance to the UFO that says no photographs. Even if it says no flash photography. If you need to flash, flash it, baby. Get some detail in that image. And shoot video, for God's sake, if you can. And hold the camera steady. The, camera, the cameras today have incredible stabilizers in them. So let those do their work. Hold it steady enough. Um, and look, I'm a documentary filmmaker. If I got abducted in one of these things, not only am I going to be filming, I'm going to be interviewing. I'm going to make these people sit down, these aliens sit down and say, look, what's the deal? Tell us. Show me your beam me up. Maybe you don't want to show me all your technology. I'm going to do everything I can to push them to let me bring evidence back to humanity. Um... That this whole thing is real. Say, you know, just stop the mystery. Let's move on to the next step, aliens. This, the teasing has gotten enough, you know? Teasing is like foreplay. It's meant to lead to something better. So far, all it leads to is uh, guys telling stories about getting taken into a ship and having a, a, a jock strap, like a tube attached to their jock strap and sperm Yes, I said it, Take, being taken. And women telling stories of being impregnated and being given alien baby, uh, having, gi giving birth to alien babies and the aliens taking the babies away from them. And Tragic. I mean, this needs to be reported, right? There's either, there's both a crime and a, a wonderful thing happening here. A meeting of minds. A meeting of bodies, which could be a little bit more respectful. That's what I'm saying. So let's, let, let's make it. You and I, let's get together. Let's push. Let's march. Um, aliens come out of your shadow. And uh, people, until, they, until the aliens voluntarily do that, do your part. Please, do your part. Uh, next time, um, 
next episode, uh, Mac comes away and two, Mac comes back in uh, two more episodes. The dogs are going crazy, by the way. I think aliens are nearby coming to get me. Let me hurry up and finish this. Um, uh, next week, I'm going to follow up. I'm going to tell you the stories behind the stories. Getting inside the evidence of the military pilot sightings that I heard. Some of the most compelling evidence. What would have been the most compelling evidence until I got to see all the fraud footage. And um, I'm also going to tell you how I got seduced as an editor. Oh, it's so seductive. Into editing sequences uh, that, that didn't go on the air. <laughs> Thank you very much. But uh, as I was editing, you know, as I was just beginning, I was like, oh my God, I just without thinking edited something that has all the people telling the same stories together and, and other sequences I put together. And I'm like, oh, it's so easy to make these things that make it look like the story is real. There's a mystery. Everyone's telling the same story. Everyone's seeing the same image. And man, as an editor, that's just like, mmm, chocolate. You gotta do it. So, um, more fun stories to come. Um, lastly, I say to the aliens and I say to you, I want to meet you. I really do. Ah, oh, it'd be so cool. Um, and, uh, the final word uh, tonight, uh, tonight, today, this morning, see, time stopped. That frozen, uh, what, I lost time. I lost time uh, from my visit to the aliens in the middle of this show. Uh, my, mo- my mother gets the last word. Uh, last week I mentioned how uh, she had left it. My mother believes in a lot of things, a lot of these things. And um, uh, had the misfortune to be growing up with a kid who was crazy into science and willing to debate at every turn, and still am. Yes, if you're listening, we will continue this discussion. Um, anyway, she just said, uh, uh, I listened to your podcast. I'm not going to I listened to your podcast, and uh, I think I should be paid. Because you're using my testimony in your story. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, she says. I'm just kidding. But I should be, I should be paid. I mean, I, I listened to the... I'm quoting her now. I listened to the podcast and I was tickled. But maybe I should be paid. There's no payment. I don't get paid, so nobody else gets paid. But aliens pay us with some evidence in our hands. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This has been a special, unusual uh, episode of What The If. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Stay tuned. At the end here, I want to give a... I'm going to go through the mailbag um, and just give a shout-out to different people um, who have written. There's a lot of people that have written, and and I want to respond to you and say, hey, and so if you're one of these people or you want to know what is the What The If community, which is now... Many, 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 many thousands large um, and global. Uh, some of what people are saying. S- stay tuned after the uh, the end theme song. We're going to come back and we're going to do that. Um, if not, if you got to go, if you got, uh, you just woke up and you're on the ramp of a UFO that's flying away and you forgot to take a picture, go do that and I will see you. I always say that. See? Something's wrong with me. I will talk to you, and I look forward to hearing from you. Um, 
feedback at whattheif.com. On Twitter, it's what the if show. The website is whattheif.com. Uh, if you can go to iTunes and leave us a review, that's awesome. If you use some other pod catcher service like Stitcher or whatever, um, leave us a review there if you can. Podbean, I think, is another one. And um, also, by the way, a big shout out to Marco Arment's um, Marco Arment and his fantastic pod app, podcasting listening app, Overcast. It's the one I've been using forever. Um, and uh, boy, we've been getting just tons of fans from Overcast, um, which is wonderful. So I appreciate that. And um, I leave you with one big question. What the... I wish Matt were here so that he could say if 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 if